Welcome to UFO Party, an X-Files podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Julia. And today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 5, which is The List. Dun, dun, dun. Crazy. And it's late at night, and it's windy as fuck out, so. Yeah, we were trying to be ambitious at first and do <laughs> two, but now it is 10 o'clock and we just finished watching the first episode, so I think if we... Did a We're second both one. very tired. Uh, yeah. I mean, what else is new, right? We're <laughs> just always tired all the time. Yeah. But um, Oh, my God. <laughs> Porter. Porter is in a mood. He's in a mood. <sighs> How are you? Uh, it has not been a good week. No. Everyone that is my personal friend... Party knows, but we lost one of the ferrets on Little Monday. Percy. Yeah, Percy boy. Um, don't know what happened. Very unexpected. And that's how I started my week. So, yeah. and another failed vaccine attempt. Mm. So it's just been like kind of a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I did like fine on my midterms, which is like the only plus, but. Because you're so smart. <laughs> I am so smart. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I am sad. I know. So, might not be super funny, so sorry. That's okay, this episode is not funny. No, this episode got, is rough. We got lucky last week because it was a fun episode, yeah. even though it was still kind of morbid, but this one is not funny. There's no part at all that you will laugh. So. um we will try to make it lighthearted, but it is definitely not funny like last week. Um, I mean, it's also a subject that you and I feel very, very strongly about. Yeah, so, so it's just not really going to. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be interesting. So, I mean, an amazing, ep- a really, really well done episode. This episode has, like, won so many awards for different things. Um, and just, like, cinema- cinematography, casting like social issues everything i think they did a really good job so yeah and obviously we talk about it a lot sometimes x-files doesn't fucking get it right and it's like ooh, like uh oh like this didn't age well um but this one i i think they did pretty good on and it was a very like Thought provoking. Aged fine because nothing changed in the right. prison system for twenty years. We are still in the exact spot, yeah. If not worse. <laughs> I mean at least we don't do the electric chair anymore. Yeah, but we still have death penalties. I know, but like this I don't agree with, but I mean, no, I I don't either, but like if I was gonna be put to death, I'd rather do it with a fucking injection than like yeah. this barbaric fucking method it's horrible uh complete with an audience and everything yeah like ew what i just this country's wackadoo the fact that we did that and like did it up until so recently is just like i'm like you guys are fucking savage like that's insane yeah it's fucking gross i don't know so anyways obviously uh we're already getting into it so we might as well just Full on. Um, but Anyone want to guess where this takes place? In Hint, it's Florida. In Florida. Of Who's course. surprised? <laughs> Not me. Yeah. Because why wouldn't it be, right? Um, yep. 
we open with a scene of a car coming up to this man that we only know as Mr. Simon. Yeah. And that's kind of it until we get to the prison, which right. is in Florida. And we are with the warden, I think. And they're like asking about a he and. Yeah. I mean, the first he's... scene honestly is really confusing until you watch the episode through. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to know what's going on. Yeah. This man is like just some random person. We find out later down the line that he's the executioner. He looks like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, but I checked and it's not him. <laughs> he does have a really killer stash, though. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. They're basically just discussing. What we find out is obviously an execution. That's why they have the executioner. Um, but a prisoner is about to be put to death. Um, and so he's talking to his wife because, like, right before you get, like, a personal visit. Um, and his wife just keeps saying, like, it's okay, babe. Like, you know, the right. governor's going to call any minute now and they're going to pardon you. Like, it's not done yet. and He's just like, gotta go now. Like, yeah, time to go. And then we have the most fucking brutal scene that we've had in a while um, of this poor man, like, getting strapped into the electric chair. And I just don't fucking care, like, what you did. This is, it's barbaric. I don't think that other people should have to do, like, even if you don't want to, like, look in on the side of, like, oh, like, maybe they did all, like, these horrible things, whatever. Like, I don't care. I, even if you don't want to see it like that, I do not know why anyone else in that room has to fucking see that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, at that point, it's it's just like, it's just disgusting that, like, you're having people that have to do that, like, this poor random man who, like, obviously, yeah, signed up for it, but, like, we find out it's just because, like, they get paid to do it. And it's, like, I mean, either you're a sick individual and you just like that shit or you're really fucking poor and it's easy money. Yeah. And either way, it's fucked up. And I just... (sighs) Yeah. Um, So we learned that this prisoner's name his name is uh Nietzsche. what's his first name napoleon 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 Nietzsche manly okay um and he they basically are like do you have any last words and he starts going on and on about how like he's basically like reciting it sounds like a sermon but he's telling them yeah. all that they're going to fucking burn in hell and that he's going to kill them all and avenge his death. He's like, God says, like, whatever to forgive or something like that. I don't know what God said, but. I don't either. And then he's like, but Allah says that basically he's going to be reincarnated and will take vengeance on those who, that have done wrong or something, which I don't yeah. know if Al, Allah said either. I don't know what anyone said yeah. at all. Um, and, yeah, but he basically is like, I'm going to be reincarnated, um, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to kill all of you. Yeah, basically, yeah, everyone that's, like, done extreme, not even extreme, but, like, harm to him. 
like physical harm. Yeah. Um, and then we have to watch it for some reason. I just like, ugh. Yep. I hate it. Uh, okay. I also learned that he got the death penalty for driving a getaway car. Yeah. When so they he shot was the murderer. not even the shooter, no. but he was arrested in. Mm, don't don't know words right now. Uh, but anyways, like the crime that he committed was that he was the getaway driver for a hold up, and like it ended up with two people dead. It was like a bank or a grocery, I think like a convenience store, store or, something. or something. And basically, like it was like a robbery turned double murder, yeah. but like. He wasn't the murderer. He was the fucking getaway driver. Yeah. And, the, and he's getting the death penalty for it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Fucking insane. What the fuck? Um, I think we know why. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which we'll get. Obvious, uh, this, the whole episode Bro. is getting into it. Okay. So, yeah. We basically, like, find out that he he wasn't even, you know, remotely involved in, like, killing anyone he was the getaway driver i just don't under i unfortunately do understand but like it's fucked up yeah um and then the warden is like talking to scully and Mulder, um and goes on to be like talking about how Nietzsche is like one of the smartest people he's ever met like he read like pretty much every book that like the prison library had yeah and he like um, wrote some too right yeah he was a writer like a philosopher and he just like that's all he did was just like study and like learn about religion basically the whole 11 years that he's been in prison yeah um but the reason that Mulder and Scully are there right are that they're sent to investigate a different murder um, because a prison guard actually was found dead in Nietzsche's cell after he was executed. Um, No one really has, like, an explanation as to how that would happen. Completely empty. Nothing's been touched. Right. And obviously, like, the other prisoners, like, they are under constant watch and supervision because they're death row inmates. So, yeah. And then they find out that basically Nietzsche had a list um, of people that he was, like, going to. So this prison guard was found dead in Nietzsche's cell. Um, Obviously, other prisoners shouldn't have access to, like, they would have had to get out of their cell, get into Nietzsche's cell, and then kill a guard. So that seems highly unlikely, but they don't know how this person would have been killed. Um, And so then, of course, Scully goes to check the body. Um, You know, she's just wondering if she's going to have to do an autopsy. So (laughs) for for once, she doesn't have to do a single autopsy. Crazy. She finally found someone to do the job. One other person in the entire Unfortunately, they're in Florida. Florida. Um, But she, like, lifts up the... She and she's like, um, you're going to probably want to look at this because this guard, this guard is literally like he's been dead for what, a couple hours. Yeah. He's and like he severely is like decomposing. decomposing and covered in maggots. And it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, so they're like, 
hmm, this is not normal. They go to talk to one of uh, Nietzsche's, like, friends, not really, but, like, fellow inmate. And he says, so this is John, right? Uh, yeah, so the first one is John Speranza. Yeah. Speranza. Um, and he talks to the guard, or he talks to Scully and Mulder, and he says that he believes that Nietzsche has returned. Um, he says that everyone, like all the guards are basically just like acting like they're not afraid and that they don't believe it. However, they're like doubling up on guards because they're a little bit concerned. Yeah. Um, and he says that just everyone like is afraid of Nietzsche, but he, he thinks that he's back. So, and he basically says that Nietzsche had this list of people that he said he was going to like get revenge on um and it was like five people that were really horrible to him so yeah um scully is just kind of wandering around the prison for some reason uh all by herself and well she wants to go she goes to to the cell yeah she goes to the cell where the guard is killed Nietzsche's cell and a guard takes her yeah so she's not wandering yet yet but we do get there um but. Yes, and so she picks up a pillow, and it's, like, covered in flies, which is gross. Um, and then... Yeah, and then she goes snooping. She, yeah, she's, like, walking around. She goes into the prison uh, showers, right? Oh, I don't know. I think she's over near the showers. And then she gets um She gets grabbed, grabbed, yeah. And, like this person like covers her mouth and is like, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you. Um, however, this guy ends up being a guard. So yes. very strange, um, that he would decide that this was the best way to, I mean, he didn't want her to like say anything obviously, but that makes sense. Um, so this guard's name is, uh, Vincent Parmelli and he is like, Hey, like I want to help you, but like, I got to keep it on the down low. He's like another prisoner. Um, has the list. Yeah, he's keeping the list of the other four victims that are gonna be killed. Yeah. So, um, and he's like, just don't say anything. So Scully like walks out, acts like nothing happened, but she's shook. She is ready to go. Yeah. And wow, for once, Mulder listens to her, and they leave. Thank God. Well, she looks really, shook really up. shook. And, um, and I don't, I mean, she was already uncomfortable anyways, obviously, like most of these inmates haven't seen a woman in like years and they're being like, they're like catcalling at her and like sticking their arms and like just being like really horrible and gross. And did we mention that she also just got grabbed? Did we mention that they're in the death row block? I believe so. Yes. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, because everyone on this block is just death row. Yeah. Not that it's, like, a big detail, but I guess definitely adds to, you know, the amount that they have not seen someone that they would probably be attracted to. Right, yeah, they're not getting any kind of visitors, uh, anytime soon, so. Yeah, because, I mean, we can talk about it in a bit, but I think his wife said that she's only been able to visit 
before each execution, which is three times in the past 11 years. So that's nice of them. Um, but we move to the next morning where we are with like a painting crew, like yeah. a group of inmates is being made to like paint um, yeah. some section of the prison. Um, but we kind of hone in on one of them that's opening a paint can and um, he gets real scared and starts like backing up because now we can see that the guard from yesterday's head is in the paint can. Yeah. Totally a, a decapitated. Named, uh, Fournier. Covered in maggots. Yeah. So Disgusting. That's fucking gross. Um, yeah. And obviously, like, again, he hasn't been dead that long. He shouldn't be covered in maggots um, right. or decaying. But um, the coroner doesn't seem like that concerned about it. I mean, he has an explanation, but he still is He's just more like, so just interested. I don't know. So they find out that, um, I mean, they don't know a lot. He was decapitated with a painting putty knife. Um, yeah. And then the prison coroner says that the first guard that was killed, um, his lungs were like completely infested with larvae. And obviously, again, like it's too early for that. Um, but the larva is belonging to the green bottle fly, which is a fly that they say reproduces like even faster than normal flies, which and everyone knows is really fast. They um, lay larva an hour into uh, an hour after someone dying. Yeah. Which is real fast. But while while Scully's doing that, Mulder's been talking to Rogue. Yes. Um, who says which is the guy that's you know, supposedly has this list. Um, and he says that like, yep, there's five people on this list. Like I know who they are, but he's like, obviously I'm not just going to give this information to you though. Like I want a deal. Um, and he's not, so he's not even asking to like get off death row or anything. He he just just wants wants to be be transferred because he knows that once he talks, he's going to get killed. Yeah. And also I think as we learned that this prison is, even worse than other prisons. So, um, you know, he just wants to get transferred, but, um, Mulder's like, okay. And then you'll tell me. And he was like, yep. As long as I can get out of here. Um, and so Mulder's like, I'll see what I can do. They meet back with the warden. Yeah. Uh, the warden's name is Broder and Broder is like, no. Does he deserve a name though? Mm, probably not, but it might help because I feel like I'm just going to be like guard, ward, I don't Can know. just call him Ding Dong? Big Ding Dong. Um, he sucks. He is like, no, like he can't transfer. And they're like, well, like why? You don't have control over that? And he's like, no, that's not what I said. Like he just can't. He's like, I'm not going to start making deals with prisoners. So, you know, if I make an exception for him, then all of a sudden everyone's going to want to get favors and blah, 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 and that's not happening. So he says no. He's like, I'm not helping him. Um, and then directly after, uh, the guard, the second guard, Fournier, his uh, body is found in Broder's office. Yes. So someone was like a big fuck you, yeah. um, which is good. He deserves, he deserves that. Um, he deserves a lot more than that. He's 
Well, he's gonna get it, so yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, he's a big piece of shit. Yep. They go to Nietzsche's wife's house, um, and she just seems so like frazzled. I feel really bad for her. Yeah. Um, and she seems to really believe she's like, if anyone could come back from the dead, it'd be Nietzsche. Like. Yeah. I keep having these dreams that, like, he gets executed, but then he's not dead. So she believes that he could come back, and he. I think she, part of her, like, part of her is skeptical, but at the same time, I, I do think that she's, like, I can just feel him. Yeah. So I feel like maybe he's back, even though yeah. that sounds crazy. She says he's, like, super powerful. And, like, yeah. his religious beliefs are very powerful. And... Yeah, which I think is new. Like, he started this in prison, right? Like, yeah. I don't think that this was a belief system that he had before prison, but um, which is obviously very common. Like, you yeah. have nothing but time, so. Um, All right, so we're going to take a break so Aaron's like can wake up. Sorry, guys. I don't know what's happening. I think it's from the way I was sitting on the chair. But. All right, we'll be back. Bye. Okay, we're back. Hopefully Aaron's knee feels better soon. I think it's just the way that I'm sitting because of the, like the fold of the chair as far as the sleeping thing. Yeah. Uh, the rest is just my body falling apart, but um, that's not a problem for right now. <laughs> oh my God. It was kind of, I mean, it's kind of funny, but not really because like for anatomy, we're doing muscles and joints and bones and all those things. And I feel like Normally, you'd be able to be like, okay, this goes here, this moves that way. We're learning about, like, directions and stuff. Yeah. And my fucking body is just like, I can't do any of that. <laughs> uh, I can't rely on this. Yeah, no. All of these joints are supposed to be non-movable. Oops. The only ones that don't move are my sutures and my skulls. Mm. Which, that would be very alarming if those could move. <laughs> we will have a problem. I have baby brain. Oh, no. Anyways, where were we? Um, so we just went to His Nietzsche's house and um yeah, so she like she seems pretty convinced that he could possibly be back. And she seems really scared about it. Yeah. Um I think and, the other problem is no one's really like helping her feel better about it either. Right. But also what could you fucking do? Yeah. And then like so Mulder and Scully leave though, and like Mulder is like she seemed a little off, huh? Like, and Scully was like, well, she might be fucking someone. You know, maybe she's afraid that she's on that list. <laughs> oh my God, Porter just scared the shit out of me. Well, I mean, I don't think we mentioned it, but when she was in her little last visit with Nietzsche, she was like profusely being like, I'm never going to love another man. Like, I'm yeah. never going to betray our love. Like, it's only you. And then very shortly after we find out that she is... You know, Which I did a guard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did seem like more of an apology. I wonder if he already knew, yeah. and then like she was like apologizing and be like, "No, no, no, like I'm sorry, like that's not gonna happen." Yeah, and but um, yeah, and then Scully's like, "Well, you know, a woman's got needs. She probably got a little lonely all those years." I mean, yeah, it's true. I do Can you not. Imagine I years? could not do that so 
Uh, yeah, if you go to jail, even for like 30 days, like I'm brought, I'm not going to wait. So <laughs> I'm just not, oh I'm sorry. Oh yeah. You didn't have to like go without company this whole quarantine. Oh, right. <laughs> nope. I had my company the whole time, the whole time, sometimes too close. I'm like, oh my God, please get me out of the fucking room. But I had Porter. That's nice. Not the same. No. You're so cute. It's okay. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, whatever. This is stupid. Um, But cut back to the prison, and we see uh, Rogue is being dragged to the showers by a guard, and he's met there by Broder. Yep. Who is like, tell me who's on the fucking list. And. He's like, I can't do that. Like, uh, no. And he's like, you better fucking tell me. Why are so many Everyone people? hates us tonight. You would think that because it is later at night, it would be quieter. But Apparently fucking not. But it's not. We have people screaming even more than usual. Crazy Friday night, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. what, what is wrong, sir? I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, so he's met by Broder, and, like, he, like, finally gets it out of him, and he's like, am I on the list? And he's like... You number five. He's like, you're number five. And then he... Well, he had already punched him, and that's why Rogue tells him. And then, uh... <laughs> Rogue's like, how's it feel to be on death row, Warden? And I was like, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but then... Unfortunately, because it was such a good one, uh, Broder beats him to death. So, yep. um, so that's cool. Awesome. You're Thanks. A minutely reminder. Fuck all the cops. Piece of shit. A cab. Oh, my God. Okay. So I decided that I'm going to make Olivia a sweater that says A cab for cutie. Because <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Ah! And she needs to learn early. And I also need to go in and get her a little like commie hat you know the like fuzzy ones yeah that's cute yeah she's gotta learn her abcs <laughs> but like yeah she will acabs acabs yeah bitch <laughs> anyways <laughs> they said when it comes to learning about history and government that's when i come in yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> like, okay. it's gonna be fucking weird <laughs> we're gonna learn about communism for the rest of your life oh my god. let's go Okay, that was happening, like, simultaneously when Mulder and Sully were at uh, Nisha's wife house. So they leave, and, like, immediately um, this guy comes up behind her as she's, like, watching them pull away. And she, like, jumps. And at first, I think that, like, we're the viewers, obviously, are supposed to think it's Nietzsche. Yeah. Um, But it's not. She has a new man's. And that new man's is very familiar because he is... Parmelli, the guard. Yep. It's the guard that pulled Scully aside and warned her. He really likes coming from behind and grabbing women. He needs to find a different approach. You could be like, coming, I'm behind you. <laughs> what, Tap like he on works the in, shoulder. He works at a kitchen. Yeah. Behind. behind. <laughs> I don't know. It's nice. helpful, okay? <laughs> um, Whatever he's doing, honestly, anything would be better than the approach that he's using right now. So... Yep. To just, distru- like, grab someone by behind and, like, cover their mouth and be like, hi, how's it going? Yeah, I hate that. 
Yeah. Um. So we find out that obviously she's been having an affair the whole time. Even the fucking wind hates us tonight. Like, what the hell? It's I'm like so sorry, cars, guys. neighbors, wind, <laughs> porter, porter, the like thing moving. Yeah, the tracker. <laughs> he looks like he's in a trance, and he's smiling. Mulder back at the prison. He theorizes that it has, like, even if it is a, um, a prisoner that's like helping do this. There has to be someone on the outside because, like, whether it's like a guard or something, because now they get called obviously for Rogue's body being found in the shower and he's been beaten to death. But they, of course, don't know that it was actually um, the warden, anyways. But they are like, okay, so at this point, like, no prisoner could have gotten to the showers and beat the shit out of him without getting caught. Like, this just doesn't make any sense. So Mulder's like, there's got to be someone else that is, like, helping them, and he thinks it's going to be, that it's a guard. Yeah, I mean, but then the warden's trying to be like, oh, we have our victim number three, blah, blah, blah. All the while, like, like Aaron mentioned, his knuckles are probably fucking bloody. Right. But he's also... Being extra careful to make sure the um, the hem of his sleeve is covering his knuckles because he's a piece of shit. But yeah, Mulder is like, yeah, I don't think Roke is um, victim number three because also there's no flies on his body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not decomposed. He's just beaten. Yeah. Because you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, and then Mulder also like talks to him and is like, what was... Uh, Nietzsche's relationship with the other two guys that were killed, like, he was like, I, it doesn't fit the profile because, like, clearly everyone else that was killed, like, has a bad, or had, like, a bad relationship with Nietzsche. And then, like, I don't know, the warden, like, tries to come up with some bullshit because, like, Mulder's like, what would he have had against Rogue? It seems like they were actually, like, Mulder's like, you literally told me yesterday that they were friends. And it's like they got into a fight about here. Yeah, ago. like a year and a half ago, like whatever. So <coughs> Mulder's not buying it. <laughs> um you okay there? Yeah. Mulder's not buying it, but they do figure out I don't really under I don't really well, understand how it happens. I think um, Mulder's trying to like go down that line of thought. He's like, well, who's also the person that like you know hurt him the most recently? The executioner. Yeah. So Mulder wants the executioner's name, um, but the warden is you know pretty apprehensive about it because he's like, that's confidential. We don't have any trace of him. We hired him. He came. We paid in cash. That's it. Yeah. So he's like, there's no way that Nietzsche could have known who it is. And then... Or, like, literally anyone else. Right. But he, what did he say? Only three people know that guy's name? Yep. He's one of them. Uh, right. So they, like, eventually do get the name. It's a guy named Mr. Simon, as we see from the beginning. Um, and they go to his house where there is maggots all over the floor. Well, for, <laughs> first they get there and there's like mail piled up. So yeah. they're like, okay, not he a hasn't good sign. Yeah. 
But yeah, they're like looking around and then, yeah, Scully finds some maggots on the floor. And then she notices that they're falling out of the ceiling. So there must be something above the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Hence the attic. Hence (sighs) body covered in maggots. He's really dead. Yeah. Oh, it's so gross. There's maggots everywhere. I I can't believe that they're not like, how are they even able to be in that room? Oh, God, the smell. Yeah, I I was just going to say, I don't even want to think about the smell. I think, like, how did they not just throw up? I would throw up. I know I would. I have a very weak stomach. Oh, God. You're not going into the field that I'm going into. True. (laughs) I also (laughs) learned that when it comes to handling things like that, I'm fine with humans. Animals, not good at all. Yeah. (laughs) I completely freeze. Oh, no. (laughs) But this is my animal. Yeah, uh, it's different. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm good with any dead animals, but, like, I remember it was horrible, but, like, um, when my corn snake died, I just was, like, I, he still looked like he was alive. Yeah. So I just, I just couldn't, I was, like, so instead, I was, like, I don't know what to do. What do you do with a snake when they're dead? Like, I don't know. Um... So I put him, like, he was in his cage. I just took the whole cage out of my house and brought them, brought him to my mom's house. And I kept being like, I'm just going to, you know, like, she has a backyard, so I'll just bury him back there yeah. and just, like, give him a little, little saying and, and whatever. But I was like, okay, I'll just put him in a shoebox. Just put him in a shoebox. That's what you do. Yeah. And I kept being like, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I like yeah. literally was like freaking out and I would like get so close to touching him. And then I'd be like, Nope, no, 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 I can't do it. So then my mom, poor, poor mom. She was like, I didn't even like this snake when he was alive. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she had to put it in, but I was like, I just can't do it. I don't know. Yeah. I was literally like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Okay. Anyways, sorry, everyone. <laughs> My notes literally say, well, he's pretty dead. Yeah, he's he's really dead. Yeah. He smells bad. So that's, uh, you know, they figure that out. And then they go to talk to John uh, Speranza. And John says Nietzsche um, showed up at his, like, his cell. Mm-hmm. And then he's seeing him. He's like, I know that he's here. And he also says that Rogue was not on that list. So there's still three more people that will die. Um, right? Yeah, because... Would there be two because of the executioner? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Two more people that, you know, are yeah. going to die. Um, and then Scully believes that John Speranza has been working with Nisha's attorney on the outside to orchestrate these killings um and probably exchange for i guess i don't know i don't know what the i don't either and the ferrets are being ferrety so i was not there really to pay attention i just didn't really get their logic behind it but um she just like believes that they're working together but like i don't it's all very strange Oh, okay, this is what it was. It was based on phone records. Scully realizes that John has been in touch with Nietzsche's lawyer, um, whose name is Cherez, 
And she's like, maybe they are like responsible for the murders, but I still don't know why they would be. Like, that's the part I'm like, why? Like, how would that help anything? I'm um, reading on the synopsis. This is Mulder. Com- wow. Mulder confronts Speranza about the list, but Speranza only tells him that Roke was not on it. He claims to have seen Nietzsche big as life outside of his cell. Based on phone records, Scully theorizes that Nietzsche's lawyer, Danny Cherez, may have engineered the murders with Speranza. Agents interviews Cherez, who tells them about Danielle's relationship with Permelli. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't... I just don't know why they would (laughs) think that they would work together, Um, but he does tell... Well, so first of all, they go there just to be like, hey, we have these phone records, like, why were you talking to Cherez? And he's like, well, you know, I... He basically is like... uh, Speranza was really good friends with Nietzsche, and he... This attorney knows that Nietzsche kind of blames this attorney partially for not getting him out um, and for obviously getting him on death row. So he's really afraid that he's going to be one of the ones that Nietzsche comes after. So he's trying to help out Speranza, hoping that Speranza will, like, put in a good word with Nietzsche and, like... He's like, I'm just trying to save my own ass, okay? Because yeah. he's a scummy fucking lawyer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's basically like, I'm just trying to save myself, whatever. Um, and then, but he does say that he was once threatened on Nietzsche's property by um, Parmelli with a gun. Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, like the wife's boyfriend or whatever. Um, he's crazy and he like went after me and blah, blah, blah. So now I, I, whatever. So they're like boyfriend. And he's like, yeah, she's fucking a prison guard. Like (laughs) what? Um, they're like, very interesting. We'll be checking that out. Meanwhile, uh, Broder offers John a deal in exchange for stopping the murders because he thinks that Speranza is, partially like in control in control of this um i don't know that he thinks that he's doing them i think that he so sorry our um technician decided to uh fall asleep (laughs) on the job aka porter he looks so shook right now he's like i can't believe you just took away my job from me like i'm fired right now but yeah so broder basically tells Speranza that he will make it so that he gets off the death penalty, right? Um, if he stops the murders. Yeah. And then... You know, pulls his favorite move of being like, oh, I'm going to send a guard down tell him that we have to talk, but we're going the wrong way, you know, down to the shower so I can, you know, beat you. Well, he doesn't beat him then. He just offers him a deal, and then he's like, okay, bud, like, like you. You're great. But then, unfortunately for John, um, he's like, like, I got my job back without even (laughs) asking. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately for John, though, that night, the attorney, uh, Cherez, is suffocated by Nietzsche while he's at home. So, uh, I got excited because I thought it was the warden, but, you know. Nope. The white men in the show just look very similar. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, so we're not there yet, but we will get revenge. So that's number four. Yes. But technically, if people think that Rogue is one of them, which now Mulder and Scully don't believe, yeah. and obviously the warden knows that it's not number five, but he's... I think, I think he's convincing himself. Yeah. Which okay. is weird because he's the one that killed him. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or I guess just like keeping up with like, okay, we all know that there are five people on the list. That's number five. So. Yeah. They can stop. If now. you don't know, then I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so then the attorney is suffocated, and then when Parmelli shows back up at Danielle, which is Nietzsche's wife's house, um, she's pissed because she's like, "Why the fuck are you even here right now?" Mulder and Scully are staking out the house, so she's like, "The cops are here. They're watching," and like. I, they came here to tell me that they saw you waving a gun at bro. Oh my goodness. The wind is crazy. We're gonna I'm die. scared. Oh my God. Um, she basically is just pissed. She's like, they know about that. Like you, no one is supposed to know about us. So what's going on? Um, and does he go sleep on the couch because she's pissed at him? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. But she is definitely in bed alone. Yeah. Um, and she wakes up to a resurrected Nietzsche in his, in her doorway. And she's like, oh, no. And then so she grabs a gun and confronts who she thinks is Nietzsche. It ends up actually being just Parmeli. Um, But she's like... Now she starts getting an idea, and she's like, "No, wait, you're not, you're not Parmelli. You're actually Nietzsche. You're Nietzsche reincarnated." Yeah. And she's like, "I can't believe I didn't see it. Like you talk just like him, and just the way that you like hold me and touch me and everything. You're just like him. You're him." And he's like, "No, you're being crazy. Like stop." And she like pulls out his gun, or pulls out her gun, and then. Um, as Mulder and Scully and the cops are coming in, she shoots him, um, right in front of them. So. Because yeah. they were coming to apprehend Pamelli, right? Right. Because now like, well, they're, <laughs> they're pretty that sure now. that Pamelli was the one that did it. Um, or at least they think so. And then, you know, now. Now they're not They're like, down. I don't know. Um. However, unfortunately for John Speranza, five people are now already dead. Um, and, well, Broder, th- Broder knows that one of them is not actually um, the right one. But he thinks that Speranza went back on his deal because he was supposed to make sure that no one else died and people died. So now Speranza has to die, too, um, which is a weird logic. But OK. Yep. And he brings him to the shower and he kills him, um, which I really liked Speranza. It makes me sad. Yeah. Um, and then Mulder and Scully start to leave, but like Mulder pulls off pretty soon afterwards. And he's like, this doesn't make sense because Parmelli couldn't have done all of these things. He was only on shift like 
one of the times um, that it happened. So, like, it doesn't even make... Obviously, someone would notice if he was just in the prison, not on his shift. Yeah. Um, And then... Mulder's just like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's Nietzsche or not, but I feel like it's not Parmelli. And then Broder ends up passing them in his car, and he ends up being suffocated by Nietzsche um, in his backseat and crashing into a car and dying a fucking, I hope, slow, painful death. Yeah, he got smushed. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like Nietzsche just, like, randomly appeared. He's, like, swatting flies off of his face. Yeah. And then we kind of, like, I guess put two and two together that those flies turned into him. Whoa. And then he got, his face got smushed by a pillow. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, by a pillow, by Nietzsche, and then his whole body got smushed by a tree. So he can die. There's lots of blood everywhere. That car is fucked. Um, and yeah, that's it. That, that's, that is the episode. So obviously, I mean, th- there was just a lot of like names and everything like that. So I didn't want to like get into a lot of it until after we like talk- talked about it. But so obviously there's a lot of themes, um, going on with this one being that pretty much all of the prisoners in this prison are black on yeah. death row. Pretty much all of the guards except Parmeli are white. Um, and, of course, Parmeli is still seen as, like, an outsider, even though he's a guard. Because um, when, like, the warden was uh, asked about Parmeli, he basically is like, oh, yeah, I don't know who he is, basically. Like, he's an outsider. He he just moved here six months ago yeah. and kind of just, like, brushes it off. Um, and... Like, no one knows anything about this guy, which is, like, okay, maybe he's only been here for six months, but, like, you worked with someone for half a year and you don't know anything about him at all? Like, what? That's weird. Aren't you guys supposed to be brothers? Isn't that a brotherhood? Yeah. (laughs) Not if you're black. Um, The wind is doing crazy shit right now. I'm scared. We're going to get murdered. I'm going to fucking die on the way home. I'm tired. Please I don't. need to not. What? Okay. Uh, anyways, so, and also, like, of course, Parmelli is the only one that is willing to speak about any of this. So, um, there's that. There's the fact that, like, um, I think... That um, just the power dynamics in the prison and all of that um, are rooted in racism. And I think that was a big point that they were trying to make. Um, And just that, like, in the case of Nietzsche, like, again, like we said, like, he didn't even do anything violent, but yet he's being put to death, whereas we see especially in the 90s, but honestly, just as much today, pretty much too, except we just don't do the death penalty as much, but um, crimes committed by black people are more likely to have harsher sentences. They're more likely to get the death sentence. They're more likely to be wrongfully convicted of a crime. Do we know if Florida does that thing that's like, oh, no matter what your part 
of it in a crime is if someone gets murdered, then you're charged the same as the murderer. I don't know that backward ass. That sounds backwards as shit. So probably Florida does it. Yeah, yeah. I would think. Because um, I know that that's a thing. That's which insane. Is fucking stupid. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um. Also, our prison system is fucked, and this. Okay, so the needs whole, to be abolished. Yeah, the whole uh, prison in this episode is based off of a penitentiary known as uh, Angola, which is nicknamed Alcatraz of the South. Um, And it's a maximum security prison farm in Louisiana. Um, It used to be a plantation. And... um, So one form of slavery to the next. Yep. And the plantation was named for the African country where most of the enslaved people oh my God. Uh, were brought from to, Louis- to Louisiana. So, anyways, That's this so prison <laughs> is um, really famous because of, um, particular, this one warden, um, he just was like, I, I don't like the conditions in this prison are so horrible. People uh, like it's been reported that um, a lot of the inmates have been beaten and just mistreated, not fed. Um, and it's been really like horrible. And then like this one warden, he was the warden from 1995 to 2016. So like ever. Ew. He was known for improving and lowering the rate of violence at the prison, but he also has numerous criminal allegations against him for um, mistreating prisoners. Um, So this is like basically the whole, like this prison in X-Files is based off of it. I don't want to get too much into the history, but it's been just known as, um, it said that it was designed to be as self-sufficient as possible. It basically is a mini community with a canning factory, a dairy mail system, because it's a farm, um, a small ranch, repair shops, and a sugar mill, um, prisoners raised food staples and cash crops, and... This self-sufficiency was enacted so that taxpayers would have to wouldn't have to spend as much money, um, and so then the governor, at the time, would look better. Um, it's stupid too because an environment like that, if run properly, would be a very great place for like a rehabilitation centered, yeah, idol um, system. Right. Where people but, could do things because they interested them and they could, like, have hobbies that were productive. We're going to get murdered by the wind. I'm so scared right now. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it, and it does. It seems like a really good idea. So I don't know where it went wrong, but um, it's... Uh, supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Our country believing in imprisonment instead of rehabilitation. 
I'm just confused. If you want to learn more about our prison system, listen to the prison song by System of a Down. <laughs> but on a more serious note, watch, what is it? 18th? Oh, yeah. Is that what it's called? I think so. I think so, too. By um, Ava DuVray? So, this, um, this prison also inspired, um, there was a, there's a filter on all of this episode. It's like a greenish gray filter to make it all look like the walls of the, uh, Angola prison. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. And, um, also I think like there's so many different things compounded in this. Like we have, um, so many different issues being talked about at once, but like, I feel like especially in the nineties, the death penalty was a huge topic. So plot twist it's 13th not 18th oops i just cut the eight and a half nice or i doubled the three that's what it was good job sorry <laughs> um but yeah so i think that like especially in the 90s the death penalty was a huge topic and it was talked about a lot um especially like just i feel like that was like a talking point for elections for everything yeah. it was like should we even be doing this um and i think that x files honestly did it in a really thoughtful way where they didn't shove it down your throat. They were just like, let's just think about this. Like, is this something that we should be doing? Yeah. You can decide, but like, I'm just going to throw this out there, you know? Yeah. Um, which I like. And I, I think also even um, when like dealing with like this episode and dealing with the race issues that are happening in this episode, they don't really spell it out for you it's clear because we all know and we know how that works but like i feel like sometimes shows can be a little bit too like obvious about it and like they never inherently said anything about race right but it's just the the way like we it's just the environment it's the environment it's the way that they're being treated it's the way that the one black um guard is treated versus all of his white colleagues and it's like just like instead of shoving it like in a very obvious box I kind of appreciated they were like we think our listeners and like our viewers are smart enough they'll get it hopefully yeah um, I was gonna say it like depends on um your personal like environment and what you are surrounded with whether i think you're gonna get it or not but thinking they they're probably not watching exiles right yeah so. <laughs> um yeah so anything else oh this is disgusting. I have something really gross. Um, they had to, they used real maggots. Mm. And, um. I don't like that. 
Jillian was like, I hated it. But um, <laughs> due to a number of issues, the scene where the first body is found and they pull the fucking table off, some poor man had to sit there in makeup and get, and they poured the maggots over him. No, thank you. So, I don't um, like that. and also they, um, they basically constructed the whole prison um, by themselves, and it took ten days, and it cost them pretty much their whole budget. So then the budget was like out the window. So that's probably why they had to pour fucking maggots on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> but other than that, and then the the green tint that's all over the film. But other than that, that that's the show. All right. Next week. Um, we have another Monster of the Week episode. So, season five, episodes, nope, <laughs> season three, episode six. Um, it's called Too Shy with the number two. Several women disappear after meeting someone in internet chat rooms. Oh. Obviously, a hot criminal topic for the mid-90s. Yep. Thanks, Don't AIM. Don't talk to people on the internet. You will die. Yep. Look at me. I went on a and Tinder date once. Haven't gotten rid of he's him. Never leave, he's never left me alone. Ever. No. Nope. I can't talk anymore. I'm going to. Now you have to sleep in the same bed as him. Yep. Every night. Yep. I met this cat on the internet. He hasn't left me alone either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Patreon at UFO Party Pod. Um, we put up a Patreon episode of Aaron and I taking X-File quizzes. And we'll you, take get, them with us. you get to find out which character we are and what monster of the week we are. What monster? What, yeah, what X-Files monster we are. Yeah. Hint, Aaron's is gross. <laughs> I don't like Aaron's. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Our Patreon's also only $3 a month, and we say that every week. But, hi, hello, we're here. Hi. And we would love you. Okay. We love you anyways, though. Don't worry. Stay safe. Stay spooky. And we'll see you next week. Sorry if the wind is bad.